This is Courage Cast. Faith, inspiration, and motivation for today. Friends, this is Eric Nordoff, and welcome to another episode of Courage Cast. It's the beginning of a new week, and uh, actually, Chrissy and I are recording this on a Friday. I have uh, asked my wife, Chrissy, to join me because we she has some really awesome things to say. There's been th- some things brewing in your life in the last few weeks, few months, right, Chrissy? Yeah. Um, it was basically something that I shared with our songwriting group and there's kind of three sections of this little story yeah so the today we're going to talk about the first the first section which kind of gets into uh your past Mm -hmm. right and what you've learned what you believe god is saying to you and the reason i wanted to bring you on courage cast is because i think this is goes right along we're all on a journey with god Mm -hmm. we we all we all are on a journey. We, we all want to hear him better. We all want to hear him more. And uh, I think that you have a very unique way of hearing from him. And I believe there's something in this that others will, will gain from and will grow from. So mm-hmm. I'll let you take it away. Okay. Um, basically, I'm just going to be sharing about what I've learned um, regarding relationships. So I grew up going to church. And grew up in the church. And, you know, even growing up in the church, um, there's ways that the enemy works to twist um, things that were meant for good into something that was not good. Mm-hmm. And um, a couple of those things for me were verses like this one, Philippians 2, 3. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Mm. Rather, in, humil- in humility, value others above yourselves. So, I, in my mind, even as a child, I took that to the extreme. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, what that looked like was, I didn't value myself at all. Mm. Um, because everyone else was more valuable than me. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I took it to the extreme. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, here's another one, Romans 12, 18. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. And again... It always depended on me. So there was never a time available, really, in my mind where I could totally let something go. If there was a hard thing with a relationship or whatever, I felt like it always depended on me. So you had to be the one to be the peace... Peacemaker. Peacemaker, or the peacekeeper. Mm-hmm. Peacekeeper. Peacekeeper, instead mm-hmm. of a peacemaker. Right. So basically what happened was, through my false interpretation of these verses is it it developed a people-pleasing mentality instead of a God-pleasing, even though I thought it was a God-pleasing. Yeah. It ultimately ended up not being a God-pleasing place. Um, and there's other verses that contradict those thoughts that I had, but I didn't put it all together. Like, um, here's Ephesians 4.15. Speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ. So that says, speak the truth in love. That doesn't say um, what you have to say is not valuable. 
So that doesn't say you need to be quiet. Right. Because, you know, you need to please the other person at all costs. Right. You're not a doormat, and it doesn't all depend on you. It's not saying all that. Yeah. But that's how, that was what was in my head. Mm -hmm. So I really feel like um, many times my time and energy was spent in places of frustration and and frustrating situations um, rather than where God wanted me to be, rather than where he actually was pointing my life. And so because, um, you know, I've heard it before, maybe you have too, if the devil can't destroy you, he will distract you. Uh, this was a big way he distracted me. And I now can see the patterns. So what I've learned through the last year is I've learned my patterns. I've learned, you know, what really deep down is causing these things, misinterpreted things that I thought were truths that were actually lies. And... Um, and this has gone across all relationships for me, my marriage, um, partnerships, friends, everything. And, you know, one thing that I thought about as I was, as I was um, going through these truths that I've learned is, you know, if you use a cutting board to cut up an onion and then you put like a fruit on after the onion and you don't wash it all off, what, and sometimes even when you do wash it off, there will be still the flavor of the onion in whatever it is that you cut up next. Mm. And basically the picture of that story says to me, you know, whatever it is that God's distracting you with or wherever, sorry, not God, the enemy, wherever he's distracting you and keeping you and wherever you're spending your time with your mind even, um, that's going to flavor the rest of your life. Mm. So you have to choose what flavor you want in your life. And a lot of that is done by your thought life. Mm-hmm. So. I tell you what I think about every time I think about chopping an onion is tearing up. I literally just started tearing up when you said chopping an onion. Yeah? Yeah. Onions make you cry. Because you're sad or you just, that was a No, because onions make you cry when you chop them up. Yeah, I didn't know if you were really sad. No, but it triggered like this thought. A natural reaction. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, maybe onions don't make you cry. It's all a natural reaction in your head. <laughs> maybe. Um, so, you know, there's this trail at home that I love that I've walked for a long time. And unfortunately, um, in some respects, fortunately in other respects, they're putting a, an elementary and middle school in our neighborhood right on our street. Mm-hmm. So that trail that I walked many times, and I would stand at the top of this beautiful hill. I loved it, too. Take 10 deep breaths every day and look at this amazing mountain view. Um, it's all going to be gone. Mm-hmm. So I was really sad one day, and I was walking. And I knew it was going to be my last time walking on that hill. And I heard the Lord say to me, Don't be sad. I'm leveling your mountains. And for me, that meant, you know, all this, some of these very difficult, very hard situations with friends that we've gone through in the last year, in our marriage even, um, that he is leveling those places. And then the next time I walked uh, or walked nearby and was looking, I noticed that they were removing the trees. And I mean, these were huge. Massive trees. They're probably decades old. 
Yeah, one at least was over 100 years old, I'm sure. It was mm. so big. And I watched it fall. I literally stood and stopped at the side of the street and watched this at least 100-year-old tree just be knocked down by a bulldozer. Mm. And again, I felt that sad feeling, and I heard God say, there are unhealthy trees that have taken root in the fertile soil. Um, I forgot to share the verse, too. So, really quick, Isaiah 44 says, Every valley shall be raised up, every mountain and hill made low. The rough ground shall become level, and the rugged places a plain. So that's kind of the verse I found. And then regarding these roots coming up and these unhealthy trees, you know, that can represent really anything. It could be lots of things. It could be addictions. It could be financial. You know, there could be all kinds of unhealthy trees. For me, it was relationships. And um, Matthew fifteen thirteen says this. He replied, Every plant that my Heavenly Father did not plant will be pulled up by the roots. So I was watching it happen, spiritually and physically at the same time. And then, once the trees were cleared, um, I was taking a walk, and on Sundays, they closed the whole thing down. So you can't, nobody's up there working anymore. So I thought, well, I'm going to sneak up there and see what it looks like. So I did. All the trees are totally gone, and they have bulldozers kind of all parked in a circle, and... In the middle of the circle was a huge hole, and you could see boulder upon boulder upon boulder. Because they've been dynamiting that area. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. And I felt like God said to me, once the trees are removed, then the boulders can be dug up. And the boulders, I believe, represented lies that I believe that the enemy told me rep- that repeated in my head that I didn't even realize um, that were lies, like... For me, these are some of my boulders. Um, It is mean to put up boundaries. If I speak up, I'm not looking out for someone else's interests first. I have to always say yes if someone asks for help. I have to continue to give, even if it hurts. Um, My feelings aren't as important as everyone else's. And showing the love of Christ is always saying yes. Yeah. That's another one that you said. Those are some of my boulders. And those aren't true. Those are not true. Those are big, um, you know, heavy, weighty lies that I built things on top of. Tried to build things on top of, but as you'll notice, it grew unhealthy things sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, and then I found this verse that I thought was really cool, talking about new plantings in Isaiah 61. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord. For the display of his splendor, they will rebuild the ancient ruins and restore the places long devastated. They will renew the ruined cities that have been devastated for generations and cause gar- in a garden cause the seeds to grow. So the sovereign Lord will make righteousness and praise spring up before all nations. What's beautiful about that is that he's the one that plants those things. It says the Lord will make righteousness and praise spring up. Mm. So... But he had to remove all those things. Yeah. He had to remove all the things that he did not plant, Mm -hmm. which is what Matthew 15 talks about. Yeah. In order for himself to be able to then plant the right seeds to grow Mm -hmm. in that soil. And I will say Elizabeth Taylor, who you've had on here previously. Yeah, about um, multiple sclerosis. Yes. One of my friends 
um, she came up to me after I shared this story for the girls group I do. And she said, Chrissy, God just showed me what's under the boulders. Mm. And she said, I saw this treasure box and I saw it open. I saw glistening jewels and gems and very great treasure hidden under the boulders. So basically, it's a lot of work to dig through all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of work to dig it up, to sift it out. I mean, he does. He helps you. But even being able to recognize your patterns and those things, it's a lot of work. And I think what he was saying t- through Elizabeth was, if you'll do it, if you'll dig deep, if you'll be willing to go there with me, I have treasure for you. Mm. That is a good word for you guys. Uh, and that, now you can see why I wanted to have Chrissy on here, because I really resonate with the truth of these verses and the scripture and what God has been sharing with you. And I really want to encourage you to take a look at the mountains that you have in front of you. Maybe God is saying, I will level those mountains. Mm -hmm. Take a look at the trees that have been taking root and trust that God will remove those roots from the root based on what scripture says. Yeah, remove the unhealthy ones. Remove the unhealthy ones, and then that he'll also remove the boulders. And he has to do all of that, and it's very painful and labor-intensive, mm-hmm. but it's worth it for the treasure that he has for you. Much greater treasure deep down. That's so good, Chrissy. Thank you for coming on the podcast today and being with us on the Courage Cast. We'll have you on again tomorrow with another episode and we're going to talk about trust tomorrow so look forward to that sounds good okay take care everybody have a great day